Our scripture for this morning comes from Luke chapter 8. The same verses we've looked at the previous two weeks. This week in a different version again, the J.B. Phillips version. Follow along as I read. When a large crowd had collected and people were coming to him from one town after another, he spoke to them and gave them this parable. A sower went out to sow his seed, and while he was sowing, some of the seed fell by the roadside and was trodden down, and birds gobbled it up. Some fell on the rock, and when it sprouted, it withered for lack of moisture. Some fell among thorn bushes, which grew up with the seeds and choked the life out of them. But some fell on good soil and grew and produced a crop a hundred times what had been sown. And when he had said this, he called out, let the man who has ears to hear use them. And then skipping down a few verses, this is what the parable means. The seed is the message of God. The seed sown by the roadside represents those who hear the message. And then the devil comes and takes it away from their hearts so that they cannot believe it and be saved. That sown on the rock represents those who accept the message with great delight when they hear it, but have no real root. They believe for a little while, but when the time of temptation comes, they lose faith. And the seed sown among the thorns represents the people who hear the message and go on their way, and with the worries and riches and pleasures of living, the life is choked out of them, and in the end, they produce nothing. But the seed sown on good soil means the men who hear the message and accept it with good and honest heart and go on steadily producing a good crop. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Well, as we did last week and the week before, we're going to look at this parable from a very specific perspective. Two weeks ago, we started by looking at the soil that Jesus described as the beaten down path, dry, hard, unreceptive. We prayerfully surrendered to God those things which could potentially make our lives, or at least part of our lives, seem beaten down, dried, and hardened like the path in the parable. Then last week, we considered what it could be like to become the rocky soil, having our life full of rocks that prevents growth of the word of God in us. We thought about what some of those rocks in our own lives might be and then took a minute to name some of those rocks in our own lives that could keep us from growing deeper, deeper in the word, deeper in our faith. We ask the Lord to begin removing rocks from our lives so we can grow deeper, overcoming the characteristic superficiality that is so common today in the church. Today, we'll look at the next part of the parable, the thorny ground, the ground that is filled with thorn bushes. What did Jesus say in the parable about thorn bushes? That they are the things in life that prevent growth and new life. Again, the quote from the scripture, the seed sown among the thorns represents the people who hear the message and go on their way. And with the worries and riches and pleasures of living, the life is choked out of them 
and in the end they produce nothing. The worries, the riches, the pleasures of living. Things we're concerned about, things we may place a little too much value on and maybe some things we enjoy perhaps a little too much. All of those kind of things, worries, riches, pleasures, worries, riches, pleasures, those words just continue to stick in my mind. I couldn't get away from the fact that the world we live in today, especially in this country, is a world filled with potential thorn bushes in various forms. And we really need to be aware of their presence and the danger they present. The life if choked, is choked out of people in the end and they produce nothing. That is some serious consequences. Having the life choked out of you. As I look through the Bible for a little more information about thorns. Everything I found was cautionary. Guess I shouldn't be surprised. But listen to a couple of these statements from the book of Isaiah speaking through the prophet. God is warning the people about coming punishment for their unfaithfulness. Hosea writes, their treasures of silver will be taken over by briars. Thorns will overrun their tents. And then in the very next chapter, Hosea continues, the high places of wickedness will be destroyed. It is the sin of Israel. Thorns and thistles will grow up and cover their altars. Thorns are connected with, with punishment, with discipline, even with destruction. That makes me think we need to pay close attention to what might be, what could become thorns in our own lives. In the book of Jeremiah, the prophet's trying to offer hope, hope for restoration for the people of God. In chapter 4, verse 3 of Jeremiah, those words of hope come in practical guidance. This is what the Lord says to the people of Judah and to Jerusalem. Break up your unplowed ground. Do not sow among the thorns. Practical guidance. Essential because we cannot grow, we cannot experience restoration if we're trying to prosper in the middle of a bunch of thorns. Remember the words of Jesus in the parable. Because of the thorns, the life is choked out of people and in the end they produce nothing. Serious consequences. Having the life choked out of you. Having the life choked out of you. You ever felt like that? Sometimes we do. Sometimes we do. Like, you know what you really want to focus on in life. You know what's most important in life. But all of the stuff going on in our lives keeps us so busy and stressed out. So worried and wound up. That the growing part of life in us feels choked out at times. Not just life in general, but the life of Jesus that the Spirit of God is working to grow in us. Sometimes it feels like the thorns around us are choking out the life of Christ in us. We know it and may not even be able to be sure what we need to do about it. 
And then there are other times when we may not be fully aware that the choking of life is happening. We think we're surviving and we're getting where we want to go a little at a time. I wonder if we can be experiencing the choking of our lives as we think we're surviving just enough to get by. The words of Jesus in the parable say it clearly. The life is choked out of them and in the end they produce nothing. We can be surviving at one level, but still end up in the end producing nothing, at least not what we're called to produce as disciples of Jesus Christ. As we think about growing as faithful disciples of Christ, we must beware of thorns. Thorns are everywhere. Maybe in our work schedule or our kids' extracurricular schedules. Maybe in a boatload of doctor's appointments or community involvement. Maybe in the ways we try to serve and care for others and do it to the neglect of our own spiritual well-being. Maybe in general busyness and the stress of the world we live in. The truth of the parable is that thorns are a dangerous reality in our spiritual lives. Throughout scripture, there are multiple references of thorns and that they're being burned, removed, destroyed, because nothing can prosper when there are thorns growing in close proximity to where we hope to see growth and fruitfulness take place. Whether that's literally or spiritually speaking about our lives in Jesus. Thorns can be removed, but we have to recognize them for what they are. Often we just think something's growing and then we realize, oh, it's thorns, not what I thought was growing there. In fact, sometimes what we want to grow gets lost in the thorns. I suggest to you that not only do we need to get rid of of the thorns in our lives, but we also need to nurture to encourage that which we really want to grow. The things we say are priority, but are just barely squeezed in, if at all. Those parts of our lives which we value the most, but they may be getting choked out. By other things. So let's be real for just a minute about thorns choking the life out of us. Because none of us want that. We all have those things that we say are our top priorities in life. And like a lot of good churchgoers, a lot of us here today would say, at least at some level, God's my top priority. Growing closer to God, serving God, sharing God's love with others. Good top priority. The top priority. Then we have things that are near the top of our priority list that include important things like family, friends, church, community involvement, serving with charities, loving and caring for others. But... 
Let's be real enough to confess that even with our best intentions to keep the main things, the main things, other stuff gets in the way. We work more hours than we anticipated working. They needed somebody to work a double shift, needed overtime. So we work more hours than we anticipated. Our children have both soccer practice and a volleyball game tonight because those seasons overlap and here we go. Hustling from one to the other. The school plans events that require a lot of preparation work and they expect us to help at every stage of preparation all along the way. Then there are those other things like, man, we got to get to the grocery so we have something to eat. And it always takes longer because that person had the aisle blocked and they were in the, in the short aisle when you're supposed to have 15 things and they had 48. And you know, there's always all that stuff. And then sometimes we just get tired and need to relax a little bit or sleep a few minutes longer. And it costs us from truly honoring our priorities. We get busy with stuff that matters, but stuff that, if we numbered all of those things, would rate lower than what we say matters most. Yet somehow, that stuff, those other things, push the stated priority down the list. Because that stuff says, pay attention now. You need to do this now. Yeah, but no, you got to do this now. We need you. In 15 minutes. Somehow they push. And almost without realizing it's happening, we find the life of Christ in us being gradually choked out by other things in life. The thorns Jesus makes reference to in the parable come to life and begin to choke us. And with that realization, we're confronted with the need to confess our failure to keep priorities as priorities. Thank God there's always a fresh start waiting for us in the grace-filled care of our Savior. Before we get to communion this morning, I want to go a slightly different direction than we did last week. The last two weeks we looked at parables and named the things that make us dry and beaten down like the path or what some of the rocks in our lives might be. Today I want to focus the opposite way. You should have one of these. You should have gotten one when you came in. If not, Howard can grab you one back there. If you'll just raise your hand, he'll get you a picture of thorns. The same picture that's on the screen. Anybody need one of these to scribble on in just a minute? First, look closely at that picture of thorns. What you can see there, whether you noticed it or not, is that underneath all the thorns, there are some green plants doing their best to grow in that thorny environment. Those plants trying to grow represent the things, the one we claim 
as priority in our lives. The fruit we hope to produce as faithful followers of Christ. Struggling to grow in that thorny environment Jesus talks about in the parable. Take just a minute and scribble on your picture. Write in the spaces between the thorns the things you believe really matter in your life. People, relationships, concerns that need to be nurtured so they can grow. We're not focusing so much on the thorns this week, although you may need to name some of those thorns if that's helpful to you. Those parts of our life that need to be protected from thorns so they can prosper and we can flourish as disciples. Name those. Write those things down. Focus on priorities you want to nurture and grow. The things in life you need to protect from the thorns. What are some of those things? I want you to take just a minute to ask God to show you to remind you, as Rachel plays a verse or two of our hymn that we'll be singing momentarily, take time to commit these priorities to the Lord as that which matters most. Ask God to help you guard those priorities and protect them from the thorns of life that inevitably grow up around us, that we all have to deal with. Take just a minute to declare the healthy growth and fruit you want God to grow in your life by clearing away the thorns and fertilizing the growing fruit. Mm -hmm. 